Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Moss. This is where we discuss how to live in this crazy Latter-day world and stay on the covenant path. Hello, my beautiful friend. I hope you're having the best day. Um, My voice is a little froggy. I'm having some allergies, so if I sound weird, I apologize. Um, But I'm really excited to talk today about this next installment of building our relationship with Jesus Christ. And the last step we talked about was receiving revelation, and now it is to act upon that revelation that we receive. Um, I value so much when I tell my kids something that's important and they take that information and they act on it. Um, my son, the other day, uh, he and my daughter were talking to each other and she goes, Oh, I bet mom's going to take us to get ice cream today. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What what are you talking about? And my son goes, why do you say that? And she goes, well, mom's going to take us to get ice cream because she's such a good mom. And Teddy goes, no, mom is a good mom, whether or not she takes us to get ice cream. And I came over and I said, Teddy, thank you so much for saying that. I am a good mom, even if I don't take you guys to get ice cream. And he goes, yeah, you told me that one time. And I was like, I did? He said, yeah. Remember, I said I wanted a Bakugan and you said I couldn't have a Bakugan that day. And I said, I don't think you're a good mom. And you said, I'm a good mom, and I need you to know that I'm a good mom, even if I don't get you the toy that you're asking me for. I'm a good mom. And he goes, so I remember that, and I know that sometimes you don't give me what I want, but that doesn't mean you're not a good mom. And that shows so much uh, like value that he received that piece of information and just like absolutely warms my heart, obviously. And I was just thinking about, being able to do that with our Heavenly Father. He tells us information. We take that information. We value it. We look at it. We act upon it. Um, we treat it like the sacred piece of truth that it is. Um, there is this concept um, that many in the world have that life happens to them. Um, and that is just not true. Life doesn't happen to us. We are agents free to act in whatever capacity we choose. When life gives us difficult circumstances, which it will, we have the capacity to choose what we're going to do in those times. Um, Elder David A. Bednar went and spoke to a group of young single adults in Africa. He said this, these scriptures, as he held up a set of scriptures, are an object They have no ability to move on their own unless I move them. You and I, however, are agents. We have the power in us to act, not simply to be acted upon. I've been thinking about this idea of not just reacting, but choosing to initially act when I have an idea, when I have inspiration come being uh, trusting in that and initially acting upon that prompting. I think it can be really powerful for our relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ to show them that trust and that value that we have in their 
um, communications with us when we take that and uh, we show it, the care and the uh, special way that we treat the things that they give us. We have all received circumstances and opportunities to become more like Christ and gather his children in that work. We can also choose to be upset with life's injustices and choose to stay still, to stop working, stop moving forward, and um, remain in our comfort zone. In 2019, I was stuck in a very deep depression. I felt like I was in a box. It was just like a deep abyss of sadness, and I just didn't know how to break out of it. So I felt prompted to start tiny habits to get my momentum going forward. Um, One habit that I built on another habit was every day I dropped my son off at kindergarten. So after I drop him off, I would immediately drive to the gym. I would put my two little kids in the childcare there, and then I would work out for one hour. Um, There were a lot of days where my body was in pain, and so instead of working out, I would stretch at the gym, I would listen to talks, I would sit in the sauna. I did not miss a day, Monday through Friday, for uh, until, it was like a year, until the pandemic hit, and it was closed. I made it a non-negotiable to my daily routine. It was a small thing that the Lord had prompted me to do, but it vastly expanded my worldview and helped clear that really deep cloud of depression. Now, I know that exercise is important for everyone, but this example is not just about exercise. It's about following that initial prompting from God, building upon something that's already happening every day in your life. And then doing that thing, committing yourself to that, making it a non-negotiable. Elder Hamilton of the 70, Kevin Hamilton, said this, You are an agent, not an object. You have the ability to act and do whatever it is that you choose to do. You have been taught everything you need to be successful in life. Now, it is up to you to go forward in faith and to act rather than sit back and wait to be acted upon. I thought that was really powerful. So you and I cannot sit back. That's when the adversary comes in. That's what he's prompting us to do. He's like, oh, you know, just put it off. Wait, uh, that inspiration can wait till next week. Don't worry about it. Just stay stagnant in comfort and ease but we're not going to listen to him because he is a liar. Um, Sister Craven, Becky Craven, in her latest talk in conference said this, quote, being a disciple of Jesus Christ involves more than just hoping or believing. It calls for effort, movement, and commitment. It requires that we do something, being, quote, doers of the word, not hearers only, end quote. And then later in the talk, she says this, Start doing the gospel of Jesus Christ, praying, studying, serving others, trusting in the Lord. Conversion won't come while doing nothing. 
It comes through the power of the Holy Ghost as we intentionally make an effort to know by asking, seeking, and knocking. It comes by doing, end quote. I love this idea that we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. But I know that many people can get tripped up with this idea that it's like, oh, there's so many things I want to do. So take it back to that initial revelation. What is God asking you to do right now? There are thousands of things that the Lord can prompt us to do. But Heavenly Father knows you. He knows your circumstances. He knows your circle of influence. He knows your capacity. And he knows who you are going to be. By following what God directs, you will never be led astray. Do not let overwhelm set into your life and stall you from doing something that you are more than capable of doing, something that you have been predetermined, something that you have been called to do. Um, I had a really difficult lesson that I learned last year um, that is just about this idea of not putting off promptings. There was a woman that I became very close to that I ministered to. She was undergoing treatment for cancer and had been battling it for quite a while. We connected easily and fast and talked almost every day. She ended up moving after a couple months, but we kept in close contact. Um, As time went on, her body was failing her, and I slowly saw her fight to live deplete. One day, I felt prompted to call her but I didn't. I never called her unless we made plans to call and I didn't want to break that tradition. But that thought kept coming to me several times. So instead of calling, I texted, but she didn't text me back. So I figured she was resting and didn't make the phone call. A couple days later, I texted her again and didn't receive a response. The following day, I was told that she... Um, had deteriorated quite a bit and would be passing shortly. I called her and she was unable to speak. So I spoke words that I wish I had said to her a couple days prior. If I had, she would have been able to receive them and I would have been able to hear her voice again. I think about her all the time. And I pray that I will never replicate dismissing reaching out to someone I love dearly, even though I was busy in that moment. Many promptings are lined up with moments, feelings, eternal synchronicities that are hard to replicate when that moment passes. I love the example of the disciples as they were asked to leave their nets and follow Christ. In Matthew, it says, quote, and they straightway left their nets and followed him. And they immediately left their ship and their father and followed him, end quote. I love this word, straightway. 
Marvin J. Ashton said this, straightway is a power word. Straightway is an action word. It means immediately, without delay or hesitation. It means at once. Also, it is associated with having no curve or turn, a straight course, track, or path. In my case, oh, end quote. Acting and acting straightway brings power to our action because we are doing and being what God has called us to do. Heavenly Father has such a specific and important plan for each and every one of us. There are people right now whom we have the keys to unlock their pain, their suffering, so that they can further let the Savior into their life. I believe that with my whole soul. I have a testimony that when we allow God to lead our actions and follow through with what he is asking us to do, we will see miracles come forward in our life. We will see ourselves shift and change in ways that we didn't know were possible, and we will be able to see his work coming forward through our hands. I hope you know that you are loved, you are needed, and your actions count and are important. Heavenly Father has called you to the work, so accept that call and follow through with what he's asked you to do. I love you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.